Hello friends and welcome to Messages of Revival podcast. This is Basil Howard Brown. I'm a revivalist and have been traveling around the world with my wife Anne for the past 27 years, seeing God's people being set free by His Word and the anointing. The title of this podcast is Walking After the Spirit. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8 and verse 11 that the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells on the inside of us. Imagine how blessed and how honored we are to have the Spirit of the living God dwelling on the inside of us. He is always there, day and night, leading and guiding us. He's our comforter, our best friend, our helper. God said He would never leave us nor forsake us. He is even with us now. Expect the touch of God as you listen to this message. I want you to go with me to the book of Romans chapter 8. Verse 11, it says, But if this, the same Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwell in you. But if the same Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwell in you. Let me tell you what the Holy Spirit did. The Holy Spirit went down to hell and took Jesus right out of hell and raised Him from the dead. Hello. The devil couldn't keep Him there. Because that wasn't the plan of God. Just like the devil cannot make you go to hell because that's not the plan of God. People go to hell because it's their own choice. We do stuff and, and sin because it's our own choice. The devil's not making us do anything. Let me tell you what, the Bible says God, God doesn't tempt anybody, neither can God be tempted. But every time there's a temptation that comes our way, God always gives us a way out of it. So there's not a temptation that comes our way that is too big and we go, oh, we were just tempted and we, we just couldn't help it. I mean, we, there was no way out. No, there's always a way out of the temptation. Hello. A temptation is something that you can give into. The Bible says that Jesus was tempted of the devil for 40 days. In other words, the temptations that Jesus had, he could have given into them. But he chose not to. God gave him a way out. Let me tell you what the way out. The way out was the word. Because every time the temptation came, he took the word, he said, it is written. It is written. It is written. Why? Because the word of God is our foundation that we stand upon. So when the devil comes to give you a temptation to try to drag you off in some direction, get to the word. Use the word against him. Use the two-edged sword against him. Hello. Speak and decree and declare the word. No, devil, it is written. Hello. That's why we have to know what the Bible says. Pain comes on your body. Thoughts go through your mind. You know, my grandma and my granny and my, my, my mother, they all died of this, this same pain. I know all about this stuff. It's, it's hereditary. It runs through the family. And when you start talking like that and you start believing that, guess what? You're going to die of the same thing. But when that pain comes on your body, immediately you say, no, devil, I take authority over you in the name of Jesus. It is written by the stripes of Jesus. I was healed. 2,000 years ago on the cross of Calvary, I was healed. Therefore, I am healed right now. And I is healed tomorrow. I'm not in, in any way, shape, form, or fashion going to take on anything that my mother or my grandmother or my great-grandmother or my ancestors died of because God's changed. The plan has changed. I said the plan has changed. Maybe they accepted that, but we don't. 
Hello, because we know better. We know what the Word says. Come on now. That's why I appreciate this church and, and the fact that every Sunday morning Pastor Bob lays a foundation of the Word. Let me tell you what, there's churches you go to that there's no foundation of the Word being laid in the hearts and lives of the believers. So they have, no, they have no ground. They don't know how to stand. They don't know how to believe God. That's why we hit the offering so hard as we do. Because we want you, when you go out of here, you have a foundation, you have the Word on the inside of you that you can stand. Let me tell you what, this, we, we've been here since October last year, the 23rd. There's not a Sunday that's gone by that the Word has never been preached. I, I'm not talking about, I mean, I'm talking about Sunday mornings. Always there's a foundation of the Word being taught. That's why I believe there's so many strong Christians in the house because of the foundation of the Word that's been taught for so many years in this church. Are you listening to me? But that doesn't happen all over the place, I guarantee you. Hello. The same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives on the inside of us. If we get this revelation tonight that the spirit of the living God that went down to hell and took Jesus out of hell and then raised him from the dead, that same spirit dwells and lives on the inside of us our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. The same Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. He lives on the inside of us. We are carriers of the same Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. I carry the Holy Spirit within me. You carry the Holy Spirit within you. Ever heard this scripture? Great is He that's in you than he that is in the world. What are we talking about? We are talking about the Holy Spirit that is living within us. He's greater. I said he's greater. He's greater than anything out there in the world. And the, the fact has already been proven by the fact that he went to hell, took Jesus out, and then raised him from the dead three days. Hello. What I find so much fun is the fact that Jesus went right into the devil's backyard and then went right into his living room and in front of all those little Pee Wee Herman things running around the place, he took away all his power and authority. You know that the Bible says that the devil walks around like a roaring lion. It doesn't say he is a roaring lion. He's like one. Seeking whom he may devour. So in other words, here's what the Bible's telling me, is when the devil comes around, he's looking for who he can devour. That means he can't devour everybody. Because I've got the greater one living on the inside of me. The same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives on the inside of me. So when the devil comes around me, whoa, we bust him in the chops at what we do. It is written, devil. Hello. Glory to God. Some of you need to get a little free or get a little excited. I'm going to think we're in a Methodist church here this evening. Come on now, somebody. 
I mean, is it only me that's excited about this word? The Bible says that the devil is a defeated foe. And I can tell you right now, I believe this one day that when, when God reveals the devil to us and we see what the devil looks like, I think we might fall on our back with our feet in the air, waving our hands and laughing uncontrollably and then stand up and look at our neighbor and say, could you slap me a few times because I cannot believe that I was afraid of that. I cannot believe that put me through so much hell down on the earth. He's a defeated foe. He's already defeated. He's just, man, listen, he is so brain dead that he's running around trying to disrupt everything that he can. But if he read the book of Revelations, he would probably just go to hell. Hello. Get a jump start on his vacation. Hello. Because he's going there anyway. He's just trying to see how many he can get there. And he's just trying to come and harass the believer. He doesn't want you to get a revelation of the word. He doesn't want you to get a revelation of the anointing and walk in the power of God. Because he knows when you do, you become dangerous to him and to his kingdom. When we get up in the morning, we want the alarm bells to go off in hell. He's alive. He's awake. Oh, fear should come upon them. Are you listening to me? Because they know there's, there's somebody out there that's going to go and going to go win the loss and lay hands on the sick and cast out some devils. Hello. Walk in the blessing, the joy, the peace that God has. Amen. It's the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. We're the temple. Our body's the temple of the Holy Spirit. He lives within us. Get that connection. Everywhere you go, he goes. We were locking up the church one night. We had a revival in Detroit, Michigan. They were there for like three to four weeks. And um, locking up the church one night, and, and I was talking to the pastor, and, and there was music playing out of the soundboard and coming through the speakers. And and he was shutting everything down. We were just talking about revival and the move of God. And, and then I said to him, hey, pastor, let's put the music off so we can get out of here. He goes, no, 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 I'm leaving that on. I said, why? He said, because I want to keep the presence of God here for tomorrow morning's meeting. He said, I want this anointing just to stay and I want the Holy Spirit to stay. And I'm thinking to myself, not the Holy Spirit I brought. Because when I walk out of here, he walks out with me. Because I might need him at three in the morning. And the devil comes to my hotel room and I might need the Holy Spirit. I can't say, hey, devil, just wait a moment. Let me run down to the church. I think I left the Holy Spirit back there. I need to go fetch him. Uh, you, what, can you wait for me? Just time out, you know. No, I can tell you right now, we've seen some stuff back in Africa and I don't want to get into all of that. But, but let me tell you what, I, I've woken up out of a deep sleep shouting the name of Jesus because of what was happening in the room. Are you listening to me? My wife one night said to me, man, you didn't sleep last night. I went, oh, no, no, I slept. She said, no, you prayed in the spirit all night. I heard you praying in tongues all night. I said, no, I was sleeping. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> the spirit was strong, but the flesh was a little weak. So the f flesh was sleeping, but the spirit man was just praying in the spirit. Are oh, you listening to me? Amen. 
Because there was a time we were, we were ministering to a lot of African people. And, and, and uh, you know, I mean, I, I'm just like a young man. And I'm like, let's go down to where the witch doctor is. Let's go, let's go and challenge the witch doctor. Of course, the witch doctor heard we were coming. So he ran away. We walked through his little hut that he had and looked at all his bones and all his stuff like that. And we prayed, pled the blood of Jesus Christ over the place and then left. But, but we, were, we were messing around in the devil's kingdom. Are you listening to me? And so he thought he'd come pay me a visit, but he didn't understand. Great is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Amen. Hello. Never caused fear to rise up. We just, you know, I just look at it this way. When the devil attacks us in any area, then we go and attack him in the same area. Amen. Hello. We're not going to lie down and play dead. Hello. Amen. Same spirit, same spirit lives within us. Can you imagine what we as believers, if we have that revelation, can you imagine what we can do for the kingdom on a daily basis? For, for a sinner to come in, the Holy Spirit has to draw them in. Are oh, you listening to me? The Holy Spirit draws people to Jesus. So everywhere we go, the Spirit of the living God's on the inside of us. What does the Holy Spirit want to do? He wants to draw people to Jesus. So everywhere we go, if we let the Holy Spirit move through us, guess what's going to happen? People are going to be drawn to Jesus. It's not hard. It's not hard work at all. We're just the vessel. We're just the carrier. Hello? When you make a great meal and you put it in a container in the kitchen, the container's not complaining about, my God, this is hard work to make this meal. No, the container didn't make the meal, you did. We're not the healer. We're not the savior. We're not the one that can bring joy. We're not the one that can bring peace. But we are carriers of the anointing. We are carriers of the Holy Spirit. We carriers of the same Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. And He's the one that brings healing, that brings joy, that brings peace. That brings salvation. That reflects everything back up to Jesus and back up to the cross. Amen. And listen, folks, this is what revival is all about. See, I love joy. I really love you, Joy. <laughs> I, lo <laughs> I love the joy of the Holy Ghost. Well, you listen to me. I love the joy of the Holy Ghost. But, but listen, that's not revival. That's, that's just part of the wind of the Spirit that blows. And yes, we need joy. Yes, we must have joy. Joy is a very great part of what God's doing in the body. The body of Christ are too sad. They need joy. I love drinking of the new wine of the Holy Ghost, but let me tell you what, drinking of the new wine of the Holy Ghost is not revival. Revival has changed. Revival is when we allow the Holy Spirit to come and change us on the inside so that we become different people. Hello. Before revival, I had a, man, I remember when I was a young man, I had a major temper on me. I mean, I drive down the road in my car. If you cut me off, Listen, you better know Jesus because you're about to meet him. Hello. You can ask my wife. I mean, look, I, I'm very laid back. 
And, and, and because the anointing has totally transformed my life. Now, now I will say this, I do draw the line in the sand. Just because I'm laid back doesn't mean to say I'm not a man and I want to protect what I have to protect. So, you know, people get off to me. They can say much whatever they want to say to me. My wife gets more upset with them than I get upset with them. Well, you listen to me. But you mess with my wife or my children, I break your face. I do it in love. Amen. <laughs> so it doesn't mean to say I'm not going to protect what I love and what, I, what God's given me to protect. But, but let me say this. It, it's totally different to what it was before. Why? Because I allowed the Holy Spirit to come and change me on the inside and take all that garbage out. I was talking to some folks over the weekend. We had lunch with them. And I said, listen, I can't afford to hold a grudge. I can't afford to to do stuff that's going to hinder the move of the Holy Spirit. I cannot afford it. I just cannot afford it. I've got to stay under the spout where the glory comes out. And I've got to be in a position... Uh, you know, as a vessel that God can come at any time and change me. Turn me upside down. Shake me some more. Change whatever He wants to on the inside of me. Because at the end of the day, it's all about Jesus anyway. It's all about the Holy Spirit. And all we are is a vessel or a carrier of the pure Holy Spirit and the anointing. Signs and wonders and miracles will happen because of the Holy Spirit that's within us. Amen. Do, do you think if the church could get a revelation of this message, do you think it might change the way the church operates? Hello? Do you think, you think if the Methodist got a revelation of this or the Baptist got a revelation of this, do you think it might change the way they operate? Do we have any Methodists in the house? X. Any Baptist? X. X. Any Catholics? X. Any Pentecostals? X. <laughs> I grew up Pentecostal, then God set me free. Amen. <laughs> Are we in the Pentecostal church? Yes. Pentecostal church, okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. I just love messing with the Pentecostals, amen. And I really can mess with them because I am one. But then God set me free, amen. <laughs> I heard a Baptist preacher, he got up one day and he's preaching and he said, once I was a Baptist, but Jesus set me free. And I mean, it just, it just cracked me up, and I've never forgotten that. Amen. So now I use that line, I was once, once a Pentecostal, but the Lord set me free. But listen, at the end of the day, it's all about Him. It's all about the anointing. It's all about Jesus. And all we are is the carrier with a vessel. Amen. Get a revelation of who's in you. Who's in you. Who's living on the inside of you. It's the precious Holy Spirit. We have a direct connection with heaven through here, through the inner man, through the, through the spirit of the living God. We have a direct connection with God. That's why I love to pray in the spirit. I love praying in English, but I love to pray in the spirit because the Bible says when you pray in the spirit, you pray as you ought to pray. Have you ever prayed in English and then run out of words and then start repeating yourself and 
And then when you start analyzing what you're saying, you go, well, it doesn't sound quite right. Hello? Have you ever heard people pray in English? And you go, my God, what was that about? Because it's just a, a prayer of doubt and unbelief. The best thing that can do is just pray in the Spirit. Because then you pray as you ought to pray. Because the Holy Spirit's praying through you. The Holy Spirit never prays fear. The Holy Spirit never prays doubt and unbelief. The Holy Spirit prays faith. And when you speak in tongues and pray in the Spirit, you pray, the Bible says you speak mysteries unto God. The devil doesn't even know what you're talking about. Neither do we, but it doesn't really matter. People say, what are you saying? I don't know, but it's good. Say, <laughs> so how do you know? Because I can feel it on the inside of me. The Bible says when I pray in the Spirit, I build myself up on the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. I feel it on the inside of me. What are you saying? I don't know, but it's good. Hallelujah. That's why praying the Spirit as much as you can through the day, as much as you can drive down the road, pray in the Spirit. And you don't even need to pray so anybody can hear you. You can just drive down, you can have other people in the car, and you're just praying in the Spirit. Hello? And you pray and pray, and suddenly there's an excitement that hits on the inside of you. Ooh, then you might not be able to contain it. You might have to get other people around you praying with you. Amen. But that's what, that's what praying in the Spirit does. That's why it's so important we know who we are in Christ Jesus. We know who we're carrying with us. And we have this, this sense of the anointing on us all the time. Any time of the day or night, the anointing is there. It's always on tap. Amen. Whenever you need it, it's there. Why? Because whenever you need the Holy Spirit, He's there. He's a, he leads us. He guides us. He's our comforter. Come on now. You're feeling a little down. Let me try this side church over here. Are you feeling a little down? See, they, they, they don't respond like you do. So just shh, shh. There's always a happy side. I don't know what the deal is, but anyway. So, you're feeling a little down. You lift your hands to heaven, and you just begin to pray in the Spirit. And you might not feel like you want to do that in the natural. Your flesh might go, no, I don't want to do that. Just slap yourself up the side of the head a few times. Tell your, tell your flesh to shut up. We're going to pray in the Spirit. And then you pray. Listen, it won't be five, seven, eight minutes later. And all of a sudden, this excitement starts coming on the inside of you. You start tapping your foot and worshiping God. And next thing you know, you're having a drink of the new wine of the Holy Ghost. And next thing you think, the joy is bubbling out your belly. And you're praying in the Spirit. And you're just having a great time with God. That's the way it goes. We should never be depressed. Because the Spirit of the Lord lives on the inside of us. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to Messages of Revival podcast. For more, subscribe to Messages of Revival podcast on Anchor, Google Podcast, and iTunes. And share this podcast with somebody that needs to be uplifted and blessed. God bless you.